Breaking Bad to Calling Saul. Agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chilling, watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV. From suits to supernatural. Talking TV. Blacklist and the rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang went off black. True detective bombed at second crack. The Walking Dead. Arrow and the Flash. We're back. We are back. We are back. <laughs> and I'm a bit more confident this week, particularly in Arrow, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Calm your jets, bro. Yeah. Yeah, second full week. It was a big show last week. Four shows to wrap up, uh, two season premieres, but uh, we're, we're into it now. We can calm things down a bit. Two shows hitting episode two. You can two calm hitting down. episode three. I can calm down. You can calm down. Okay. I'm going to remain quite uh, excited. Terry, are you excited? I'm always excited. Thanks. Really? Because that's the first thing you've said this entire <laughs> chat. It's only been on 39 seconds, but that's fine. Yeah. It might be something to do with me and the fact that I don't shut up, but go. Yeah, it's just... Could be, could have something to do with that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Your silence speaks volumes. <laughs> Mitch. Silence um, is golden. Obviously, this is all going to be spoilers. So, Mitch, uh, you're going to be putting in the time codes. So, if you're only up to, you know, if you're only halfway through watching a few of the shows, you're not watching half the shows, you can uh, just look in the show notes uh, in uh, of this particular podcast, whether you're listening or not iTunes or on SoundCloud and uh, find out exactly when you can skip ahead to listen to the show that you want to know about because we are the experts and we have the opinions that you're after. Time code number one, Supergirl. That's a good start. I love the, I love the tune. I love the tune of Supergirl where she flies into action for the first time in the, in the show and it starts off with her and Superman just saving the day over and over again. It's the, that's, just, that's superhero stuff. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So I was watching it and I immediately thought you two are going to be happy because, yep, Superman, he's departing yes. from Metropolis. Do you remember last week, Mitch, you were saying, or maybe it was you, Ben, that you know he has his own job and he's got Lois and da-da-da, but that was actually explained in this episode that he you know, does need to go back to work and does yeah. need to go back to Lois. Well, even so the, vi- the villains were even onto that going, hang on a minute, let's use that to our advantage. Yes. So I thought our questions were... Well answered in this episode. Yeah. yeah, and I think if they were to give Superman his own spin-off show after this season or after next season, they're sli- like in two episodes alone, they've slowly set up enough of Metropolis and the Superman world. The Alex is in jail. He's already done a bunch of stuff that is paying, you know, homage to chronology from the old films. He lives with Lois, or at least he's. Get- I take from it that Lo- Lois knows his secret identity. She's got a key. She's got a key to the place. He works for Perry White, who is an angry bloke. He's an angry editor of the show. Uh, Krypton Park in Metropolis, because Metropolis loves Superman. Like, there's a lot they're building up on that. I think if they started a show, they wouldn't have to obviously go back and establish this origin and things like. Not that I mean, everyone knows Superman, but that was really cool. Yeah, I think that they needed to do that because what this show has been uh, guilty of, I think, in season one, when they didn't have Superman so involved, was it was also focused on National City, whereas now. We know that Superman lives in Metropolis, but he hasn't been there for a week. So why wouldn't bad guys be running amok over there? Instead, you got idiots trying to rob a bank and then shooting Kryptonians and then going, like Superman said, okay, the, the bullets don't work. Why do you then proceed mm. to punch me? I've never understood that, which makes total sense. I've never been under attack or you know being defended against by a Kryptonian, so I don't know what I would do in that situation, but it's fun to watch these dumb criminals go up against these two super-powered people. I think all of the shows this week, all four of them, 
tackled a few of those things that we go each week. Oh, yeah, but but why does this happen? Why does that happen? Mm. I want to talk about Arrow right now. <laughs> but I can't actually say what I want to say. What is on that? Things that you say we notice every week. Um, I found myself many times just sort of jotting down a little note watching this going... This show is limited by the limits that it places on these superheroes that really don't have any limits with their powers. Like, I know that the Metallo's characters had these Kryptonian chests and Kryptonian powers, but unless they were shooting Kryptonian laser beams at them or whatever, they were just really strong. But I don't feel that they were super... They weren't. They didn't have super speed. So surely the super speed of Superman and Supergirl could have, you know, they could have been throwing a thousand punches at them, or at the very least grabbing them around the neck and chucking them into space. You know, like they're still human, but they're technically not. But it's just convenient because twenty minutes into the episode, they need to have a fight, but then you need to have another twenty minutes to continue on, and you can't do that if our hero has beaten the villain. But I just find the ways that the villain beat the heroes. It's like, dude, it's Superman and Supergirl. They could take these guys so mm. easily from what we've been told. But anyway, that's, yeah. maybe that's a nitpick. I don't know. And on the yeah. other hand, it was just really cool to see Superman and Martian Manhunter going to the Fortress of f***ing Solitude <laughs> together. Like, this is just geek wet cool. dream shit. <laughs> Come on! And he spoke a bit of Kryptonian too, which was nice. That yeah. was cool. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to have a bromance. I know it. it it's going to happen. No, and I think Martian took the old oh, manhunter, I should be calling him if I'm going to shorten it, took, you know, baby steps to mending that relationship, Terry. You know, he gave him the kryptonite. He said, yep. this is everything we've got on Earth. You do with it what you will. Which, again, could be a, um, a an excellent lead into a spin-off show. Where did he put it? Where's that going to go? Could uh, Lex get out of jail and, and grab that or find that kryptonite? Yeah. Because did, we didn't find out where he took it, did we? Didn't he take it to the Fortress of Solitude? I just presumed that's where he... You're right. Actually, that would be the the most obvious, obvious place to take yeah. it. But yeah, we didn't see. He left uh, National City, and then, as far as we could see, he flew straight to Metropolis and <laughs> straight into Clark Kent mode, and was a bumbling <laughs> idiot on the phone to the uh, on, to the boss. So actually, that was something that I noticed um, in that particular episode. Like we've never ever seen Clara, um, Clara, Kara, Kira. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> you can work both. <laughs> I think it's Kara. That's fine. <laughs> Um, we've never seen her, you know, um, she takes off her shirt and then, you know, all of a sudden she's in her Superman, uh, Supergirl gear, but it's never been the opposite direction. Mm. I just thought it was, I thought it was weird that all of a sudden she flies in, she walks past a wall and she's in her casual clothes, her hair's up. It's in the cape. And then it's stored in the cave, surely. Obviously, and then the same thing happened with Clark. I just, I don't know. I thought that was a kind of weird addition to that mm. episode. Well, the Kara thing I could probably understand because that was her own apartment. But you're right. Clark just landed at the bottom of the Daily Planet, and that, like, he had not only just a shirt and pants, he had a jacket there and everything. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not really believable where they fly into sometimes, and um, nobody sees them quickly get changed because there's thousands of people potentially could see that. Yeah, yeah, Clark did it in the middle of Metropolis. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Had a bit of a look around. Oh, yeah. No, I thought Kara was at work when she did it. She was. She flew into the building and walked past a wall, and then she was... Oh, that was her apartment, I think. Was that? Oh, okay. I think I so, yeah. And we finally... Last week, you were talking about Callista Flockhart and the fact that she lives with Harrison Ford and blah, blah, blah. That was also explained. She's the, leaving. Yeah. I thought that was sad. 
What? Is I'm that, really is like that actually the reason that she's it's, I, it's the show's now shot in Canada? That's that's what I had read. Was they moved production, and I don't think she was willing to move with it. She will continue to be a recurring character, just and embodying guess, embodying her character. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> I move. You know, you're, you know, I would be the one to move. You know, you don't move. Sort of. Yeah, you know, well, I don't know what the situation would be anyway. She's not. She's not doing it, and they've sort of written it that way, which is. I liked how they did it last week, and it made sense this week as well. If if you know the outside story, it I, it works, and if you don't, I, I'm I don't know. I guess it works as well. Yeah, like they wrote it well enough that she's moved on. It it did seem a little bit quick that someone who was so focused on being this absolute workaholic day in day out from the moment we first met her in episode one last season. All of a sudden, it's like, oh god, I, you know, I just, I'm keen for a break, and I don't think I'm coming back. It's like, really, I don't. That seemed like a big character change without a massive event to establish that, mm. because it's. And she was kind of crying and hugging, um, Kara. Yeah, it just was a bit over the top. I thought it was and very uncat-like. Mm. Yeah, it's a very good way of end. Uncat like, like all of a sudden Jimmy gets the promotion of all promotions. He's the new cat. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to be the new cat. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I Dude. feel like there's about seventeen. Aren't you a photographer? It's <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> he was like a. He was the. It wasn't he like the photo editor essentially. He was the imaging editor of the paper. Like he. I feel like there's seventeen, not people, levels of people between he and cat. Yeah. But all of a sudden he's moving in one box of stuff, and it's like I'm the new cat. Don't you? You don't have to call me boss, or maybe you do. I'm like, mm, like good way to keep you in the show. I don't. I don't know. I expected that to be a really big reveal when, um, when Cat sort of didn't she said I've got something to show you or yeah, your new boss, your new boss. Yeah, and was, it was a nobody. Yeah, I expected it to be Javier. Who? <laughs> Just for you, Ben Javier from Felicity. Oh, is that the, who it is? That's the new boss. The oh, Kara's new boss, yeah. Of course it is. Kara Kira. Am I even so saying see, her name confu- right? Who knows if you're saying it right? <laughs> <laughs> it is Kara. She was called Kira by Callista Flockhart's yep. character. But yeah, um, Snapper Car. Is that not a great comic book name? Snapper Car, the one that's um, that uh, is her new boss. Snapper Car. What is? What do you mean, Snapper? I didn't Car? even know that was his name. Is that his? Is that her new boss? Snapper yeah. Car. Yeah, the new journal. Yep. Yeah. Okay. No idea. I'll stick to Javier. I was too busy trying to work out who he was. Don't stick to Javier. Javier. No one wants you to call him Javier. <laughs> okay, moving to the end of the episode. Um, the new Kryptonian guy, what's his go? He grabbed it by the neck and then bang, it was over. I was hoping for a bit of where they go and shield after the break returns. But no, yeah. that was it straight in the credits. And I was like, no, I can't wait another week. Yeah, because they've really gone light on it for the first two episodes because it was such a massive question at the end of last season. And then it's like, yeah, take a back seat because we've got Superman. But now that Superman's done, I think that was the deal between Warner Brothers and the CW. They said, you can have Superman for two episodes. Hopefully, he'll come back at the end. They'll renegotiate a deal or something. But Mm. yeah, I don't know what this guy's deal is like she's like i'm gonna be here for you it's like well obviously he's gonna be pretty pissed off when he first wakes up but um yeah i that reaction's got to be natural surely they can write that clean in the next you know five seconds of episode three where he's like oh i'm sorry hi you're cara i'm blah 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 and this is why i'm i'm here but um yeah we we've got really no idea do we no what he's what he's doing, I don't know. Mm. He is a good character for Kara's. It fills that need that she has expressed, you know, by having 
Clark in town and having somebody else from Krypton to share yeah, she felt her experience. Alone. Mm. You know, with him going, at least this character is a way of whether he's good or bad or starts off bad and becomes good, at least that fills that gap in the storyline for her. Yeah. Because, hey, I mean, it did seem like the whole Superman thing was going to be a massive um, a massive hole in her life because she was contemplating moving to Metropolis. Like She's like, I'm causing headaches for National City because Cadmus are going to be attacking it because I'm here, so I'm just going to go somewhere else. It's Typical like... tantrum. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it's so fluffy. <laughs> when, they fixed, when they got the two guys stealing the car or whatever they were doing, um, she that skipped. That annoyed me. She skipped to Superman. Yeah. Did anybody else know it? Did it, she really just skip? They were just, like, way too happy about, you know, fighting these guys. Yeah. And, and even, actually, when she stopped the car and the front just crashed in, I said to Jason, where are the airbags? Like, there were no airbags. And then they reverse, yeah. and then Superman hits the back of it. I'm thinking, okay, that car is so mangled that those guys in it should have been... I don't know, because they weren't wearing seatbelts either. <laughs> so, yeah, true. And they Not just got outfit. out and started shooting. Like, seriously, if you're in an accident like that, they would have just gotten out and... And know. not a good ad for the car company either. No. The airbags don't go off. <laughs> yeah. I wonder whether they did show a logo because that could be a that could be a deal breaker right between <laughs> the sponsor of the show, you're right. <laughs> All right, now we've got to keep these quick. What did you think of the episode, Terry? Actually, I was a little disappointed. There was a couple of things in it that I thought were a bit silly and childish. Um, so yeah, it was even thinking the whole show, even within the show's even own... with the whole. So her when she met her new boss and he had a go at her, her reaction was it was like I was watching a kids show. You know, she's sitting there screwing up her face, and I just thought, is this a whole different show we're watching mm. now? This is something from ABC Three Kids. Um, I just thought it was a bit silly. I thought that too, and he, I thought his side of that scene was good. He was just like, oh, great, you can't string two words together. What a great journalist you're going to be. Like, he was good, but I just I felt like she wasn't really sure what to do with, with what she was given in the script, just like bumbling and stuff. And yeah, it made me feel a little bit awkward as well, I think. But yeah. just one thing, I guess this goes into how I feel about the episode, not that I've been asked, but that's where we're going <laughs> as well. Sure. But um, you say they, they seem too happy about going around saving everything together. I, I thought that was a bit of fun, and I guess you would if you were cousins and superheroes or whatever, but it was how close they seemed to be, like, by the end of the episode. and It like, wasn't like they were two cousins. Yeah, it was a, it, it's, it's almost like the ultimate will they or won't they for the audience because you know they never will because they're cousins. And this show, is, it's, you know, it's not that dark. They're not going to toy with the idea of incestuous relationships or anything. Wow. But, like, he, <laughs> no, but he lands... He's not... Honestly, I know he's just being cute and he's being a, a protective older cousin, even though he's the younger one, but... He flew from National City to Metropolis. He's Superman. We're going to assume he got there in anywhere between eight seconds to two minutes. You know, whatever. He's pretty quick. Lands, texts her and says, I miss you already. And, and yeah, I'm like, so that was I don't, really you weird. don't need to, like, she, I don't know. Like, there were just moments throughout that maybe because, you know, that they're cousins, it just seemed a little bit icky. And I did feel, I'm like, oh, this is in any other relationship. If that was Barry and Iris or something in The Flash, you'd be like, oh, can't you just get together? But you know they can't. So it's just, it's too much when you know that it's never going to go anywhere. I don't know. That's me. I think you're right. It's it's a step back from episode one. But that was a really kick-ass. That was my favourite of the four DC shows last week. Yeah, so same. Um, yeah, oh, a little bit of a... Spoiler alert. 
What? What? I'm recapping what I said last, last week. Last week. Oh, last week. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant this week. I'm no. thinking, oh, man. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. When we can finally talk about Arrow, but that's not happening yet. What do you think of Supergirl? Wrap us up, Ben. Uh, I, I kind of agree with the two of you, but again, I'd watch paint dry. I liked it. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was really cool. Um, the, the fluffiness does get me, and I didn't, while... You know, I didn't quite think of it as an incestuous quality like you did, Mitch. I just took it as more fluff, and I just went, oh, yeah. it's just unnecessary. It's a little vomit-worthy. Yeah, I yeah. miss you. Oh, jeez, do you? Get him. Go. Get See, him. you nearly <laughs> said it. You nearly did it. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> now, you know where my hashtag fluffy came into? It, it was like, sister night. When are we going to do sister night? Oh, Clark's coming. We're going to have a boy at sister night. I'm like, shut up. Oh, I You're thought family and stuff. I thought for on. a second that um, what's he, Alex? She had a thing for Clark there for a second, like with her reaction. Yeah. I was like, oh, is he coming? Oh, and, I, it, and wait, is she excited or disappointed? No, I, think I, I got the feeling that she was a little jealous that Kara wanted to spend time with him. Yeah, and... obviously later I got that, oh, but okay. right at the point where she found out. I thought, is she into him or not? I was confused. Yeah. I, I didn't notice that, but it would make sense based off her reaction, uh, first reaction last episode, because she's like, oh, your cousin smells so good, you know, when he first landed at the DEO. Yeah. So it would, that, would be a, that would be a fun dynamic. Like, obviously, these two can't get together. Now, obviously, Alex and Clark are never going to get together, but it's like, that's more okay because they're in no way related. They're pretend related. So you could play with that, I guess. But, but then we've got Lois. We've got Lois, and we haven't met her, and we're not going to meet her, presumably, until they greenlight a, a, a spin-off series, because they're not going to waste getting a you know, long-term actress. But um, Where's Lana? Lana, too. She's probably a character you can burn, you, you know, burn and turn, whatever, but... Um, I don't know. I don't she know. was pretty good. I that was a pretty good scene, though, actually, where um, Alex did blow up at Cara and said, stop being selfish, my whole life has been about looking after you. So shut your mouth, you know. Like, I don't get to do anything I want to do because it's all about you. Mm. And then Wynn got to turn it back on her head. So everyone walked away a little bit wrong, but a little bit right at the same time. So yeah, it was all right. Oh, it by the okay. way, Wynn, loving Wynn. I think he's yeah. kind of becoming <laughs> the new like Cisco. Cisco. He's yeah. the new Cisco. He's, become, well, he's stepping into those... Sh- I think he's going to be good. Yep. So he doesn't work at CatCo anymore at all? No, no, he got the promotion... Sorry, the job opportunity at... Uh, the DEO. Yeah. Now, didn't John Jones refer to him as agent such and such? Like, he's automatically an agent. I guess if you work for the DEO, you probably have to. But when he said, agent blah, 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 whatever his last name is, you have to go and make Superman suits. I'm like, you're an agent? You were... You were an IT guy at CatCo a week ago. Yeah, he is. What a promotion. <laughs> He's an agent. It's just like Jimmy and his promotion. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> Obviously, in this show, you just get promoted, like, well above your station. <laughs> All right, Flash. Here it is. Let's talk about Flash. Mitch, you better start it off. Uh, my first question was the very first scene. Uh, Barry's in there. He's waiting for the uh, waiting for the date. He's waiting for 7 o'clock to come around so he can go on his date with Iris. And it was a really cool look on the idea that if you are a speedster, do you consciously have to operate at a normal human speed? Because he said, you know, hours feel like weeks and seconds feel like whatever. And he said, it, it just everything takes so much longer. And I'm like... Yeah, that makes total sense. Do you consciously, or is it is it a reset level as a speedster for you to go back to normal human speed? I, I don't. That's a good question. They're probably never going to answer that, but it was a kind of fun thing to think about. But it was, 
only brought on by the fact that he was getting spoken to by I can't even remember that new guy's name. The new other than Malfoy. calling him Draco Mar- Malfoy, which Ben will hate. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know who I'm talking about. The new CSI that he works with, they hate each other. He's there talking. Oh, I pay you to work until seven o'clock, not six fifty-nine and fifty-five. Said so blah blah blah, and then he starts going over to watch the drips come out, and he's telling the audience how slow regular time is for him. Now, regardless of how far he moves. Isn't there a lightning after, after exactly effect? Exactly what I thought. Yeah. Exactly what I thought. So my question is, is the lightning after effect purely for the audience? Is that Are we the only ones that can see that? Or maybe he can control it now because his clothes don't burn off anymore. Yeah, well, that's true. And I guess he can throw it so he can manipulate it so maybe he can control it. But, yeah, I don't they know. They needed to tell us because I agree. I, I do believe that they can see it because last season... I think they referred to it where... The streaks were different colours. Different colours, yeah. Yes. And that's why they, he, he was originally called The Streak, wasn't he? Or someone was called Streak. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was called The Blur first. Of and course. Yeah. Yeah, so it was just... Like, that's something we've never seen before, I don't think, where Barry just does something so minute as walking over and watching, you know, drops fall out of a tap, you know. He sh- would be the worst person to go on a date with. <laughs> I mean, he needs to leave the cell phone at home. Yep. And go for a date where there's there's no TVs or radios. I mean, the top of a mountain somewhere. Mm. You'd have to pack warm. <laughs> but just take her on a date, Mitch. You've mentioned before about um, whether the uh, you know the the people can ga- actually end up together, and this could be starting to put the nail in the coffin of their relationship because it's just seeming like it's not going to work. Iris seemed like she was more okay with that by the end of the episode. Like, That's I, what I She's thought. all right for now, and you can never tell. <laughs> it's fine. Terry, it's from fine. a woman's perspective? From a woman's perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Is she angry? Is she hiding anger? No, I didn't think so. I thought she was okay with it, and the fact that she sort of said, you know, we just need to embrace the fact that this is who you are, and this is what you do, and we just need to not pretend that, you know, it's not there. Yeah. So, it, I mean, but then it, it could change... In the next episode, because she does sort of change her mind a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you said it, we didn't. but And it was good, too, because that that date, as short as it was and as wrong as what it was for Barry doing what he did, um, I felt awkward watching it. Because I'm like, hang on, this makes sense. Like, yeah, sure, you kind of had a crush on her when you were 10 or whatever. Now you're your mid to late 20s. And you've been in love with, essentially, your stepsister your entire life. And she's kind of had a thing for you, but she didn't know it. Now she knows it. What do you do now that, again, stepbrother and sister decide, let's give this a crack as potential boyfriend and girlfriend? What do you do? Hey, it worked for Eminem, so, you know. What now? Eminem. He hooked up with his step. Oh really? I didn't. I I don't know that much about his story. Okay, that's, that's uh, Kim. That was. Oh right. Yes. Well, I mean, then that ended well, didn't it? It, it ended fantastically. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Barry, listen to music. The answer is right there. <laughs> Marshall's very angry. So Harrison came back through with his daughter because she's got speed. Yes. Yep. And uh, how do we feel about her being a speedster? Well, I mean, everyone else is, so what... Oh, except Wally. Poor Wally. God, isn't he upset? He's going to get some serious... Well, isn't Alchemy going to... I reckon Alchemy will yeah. give him that, his... I think that's the obvious thing, that he's going to go seek out Alchemy yeah. to try and get powers because he wants them so but bad. But then does that mean he'll be a baddie? Well, I think potentially, yeah, at the start. I think that's going to be our... Mid-season break. Mid-season break. Yeah. And the... 
he'll turn bad and have to be redeemed or die or something. <laughs> Look at Mitch. You're just, wow. Well, I'm just thinking, you didn't get this when, from watching the episode? I, honestly, I didn't think about that, but I didn't even... I Just even you saying, oh, maybe he, he has to die, and I'm thinking about who Wally West is in the comics. Like, he is... A ver- obviously, he's a speedster. He's a version mm. of The Flash, and, I mean, would they do that? I don't think we can nah, have two... I don't two... reckon they'll kill him. Well, I don't think we can have two Flashes yeah. but he's permanently on the show. Flash. Yeah. And oh, maybe he goes so. to another maybe he um goes to the other world with Wells and his daughter you and maybe they'd be all flashy together. Yeah, yeah. That might be because obviously Jessie's <laughs> going back. Surely she's got to go back to her own world. And I think they've yeah. got a, there's a little bit of a, a love interest thing there, I think. Yeah. Between, between those who? Two. Oh god, yeah. Wally and Jessie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, is he's keen? Is she keen though? Not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think they were trying to make it obvious by him wanting speed, wanting speed, wanting speed, and then they would always say in front of him, oh, alchemy is making people fast. Yes. Who were fast in the other. Mm. And I don't think he knows yet that he was fast in the other one because he hasn't asked Barry. Oh, when the dreams, when Jesse mentioned the dreams, dreams, he sort of had a look on his face. Obviously, he's having dreams now. Yeah, I think it's they were leading us that way that he's going to become potentially bad, but definitely go to alchemy. I think. Yeah, I think so. Well, two points in alchemy. I know that last week, when we were talking about his arrival, essentially on the show. We weren't. We hadn't been confirmed that Alchemy himself was a metahuman. We hadn't seen him do anything. All of a sudden, he, yeah. other than him being in the jail at the end, and that was a great f- point. And then, obviously, we see in the security footage at the end of this episode, he is invisible. He's lightning. I don't know what he is, but he can move quick, and he killed Edward Claris. So he's pretty good. He, he's yeah. very good. Mm. Um, and the other point was uh, Ben. Your prediction, which hasn't definitely hasn't been ruled out yet, was that. I don't know his name. Draco Malfoy is Alchemy. <laughs> yeah, well, he said some weird things at the end of that episode yeah. as well, like with the ghost, and it's like, do you believe in ghosts, that was, Alan? Yeah. It's like, why what? is he? Are they making it so obvious to the audience? Are the audience are they going to go, nah, it's too obvious, he can't be the one, or is it going to be one of those switcheroo things where it's so obvious we go, no, it's not him, but it actually is him? Yeah. Well, I guess if he is Alchemy, why does he need to be faking lab tests? on young Frankie when no one was around. Like, he was doing... T- I mean, he might have just been there waiting for Barry to walk up, but that young girl was being talked to by um, by Joe, and Draco comes in, gives her a glass, takes away her DNA, starts doing tests because he says the same component can be found in the DNA of the other four, you know, sheds of skin, essentially, uh, that they've found on uh, previous... Metahumans that, are, yep. as far as we know, have been uh, turned by alchemy. So he was doing the same tests on this young girl, Frankie, but he was already doing the tests when Barry walked in. So unless he knows Barry's walking up and he quickly goes over and looks like he's doing something, but then he outed her as well in front of everybody. Yeah, but for yeah. me, that was that was his way of maybe like, you know, embrace yourself. Him going down there, going, "You don't, you you killed your father, didn't you? Come on, show us what you've got. You're a metahuman. You're a disgusting beast. You're a creature. You're an animal." I'm trying to draw it, draw out. it out. Yeah, that turned me back around from yeah, thirty seconds earlier when I see him doing a test. I'm like, "Why do you need? Why do you? No one's around. You don't need to be proving yourself to anybody." But unless he can, yeah, because he did make her. Remember, she went to alchemy at the yeah. end. Uh, what was her name? Magenta. Uh, yeah, Magenta. Magenta. That's right. So that kind of threw me off a little bit as well to my theory, but yeah, I don't know. It but again, could be him. It's exactly what Terry just said. Is it, is it a case of it's so obvious that it's true or it's so obvious that 
they're they're deceiving us. You know. Well, here's a, you know how she had two sides to her. Yes. Could alchemy have two sides to him? Could he be like the the ultimate paradox? He could be investigating himself. That oh, would be cool. That would be cool. Doesn't even know that he's alchemy. Yeah. No, that yeah. Sorry, I'm just I'm, I should be speaking. This is an audio medium, but all I'm doing is thinking about the possibilities <laughs> of that being the case. That would be really cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. just basically covering all predictions yeah. so that I'll be right. With one. <laughs> <laughs> no, all I right. don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. So, any other points, or should we wrap this up? Because I'm keen to get to Arrow. Well, I think um, Frankie's probably going to come back because that young actress, her name is Joey King. She's like she's been in a couple of big Hollywood movies. She was in Independence Day this year. She was in uh, Oz, The Great and Powerful, The Wizard of Oz prequel from a couple of years ago, among a, a lot of other things. I just think she's, while she's not a superstar, I think she's almost too big of a face for this show just to be a throwaway villain in one episode. Yeah. And I think the fact that she's the only villain that I can think of off the top of my head that they've caught... And then sort of said, eh, she's, yeah, because she's what? not really a villain. Yeah, you're she's, not that bad. Yeah, and they found her a home. I think she'll be back. She'll be a very, very minimal returning character. Did anyone else not think that the whole lifting the big giant tanker or whatever it was above the hospital was? Teensy wincy bit overkill. All she wanted to do was to basically oh. kill her foster dad, and it, she decides she's gonna put this tanker above a hospital. And it then... is the embodiment of the words overkill. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it would have killed bit... so many people for one. Yeah, well, it was a bit stupid. Alchemy did say, "Go and kill your father, and then you'll completely take over Frankie. Yeah, there will be no more Frankie. There will only be Magenta. So maybe in Magenta's mind, it's like, well, not only will I kill the father, I'm going to kill a lot of other innocent people." and that will really cripple her spirit, Frankie's bit like, spirit. A bit like Harrison Ford in Star Wars. <laughs> kill your father. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> not really. <laughs> if you're listening to this show, you've probably seen Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um, yeah, no, it was overkill, especially when she could hardly, you know, force lift, you know, a, a bloody book off a coffee table at the start of the episode, then she's lifting a tanker over an entire hospital that's going to crush everything. Um, but, again, that was just a way, I guess, of getting Jesse Quick, as yes. her dad named her by the end of it. He come around real quick. He's like, no, you can't be a superhero. Don't ever use your speed again. Okay, go and help, and here's a costume. Uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> she's the wasp at the end of Ant-Man. Her father's like, finally, okay, you can do it. Here's a costume I've kind of been making for you. Um, so she'll be back as well. They're sticking around for a few days, apparently, Harrison and Jesse. So she'll definitely stick around. But I like your theory, Terry, that she might be eventually where Wally ends up if he does get redeemed and whatnot because that would be a good way to only have Barry be our only speedster mm. and not have... Kid Flash go to Chicago and be their hero, and we never hear or see of him, you know. Yeah. Uh, and without getting another bloody spin off, have two Flashes out there. So, I don't know. There's that something shifty be. about Bloody Draco. That's how, that's how this episode ended. I'm like, just watch <laughs> that this was kid. so bizarre. And why are Joe and, and Barry, after everything they've seen for the last two years, hear him go, Do you believe in ghosts, Barry? And so then, weird. Like, drifts away in the back of the scene, and, and I'm like, Why are you not looking at each other going, Hang on, who? What did he do? That's weird. Watch him, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. He said that to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Terry. What did you think? Um, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't like it as much as the week before. The whole interaction between Barry and Iris just annoys me at the moment. I, it's just 
so yeah. predictable. Oh, where and did obvious. he take her at the end? Like he took her all the way to somewhere, <laughs> That's and then oh, I've got to go. And I'm thinking, wait, where how is she, she? going to get back? Yeah, I'll catch a bus. She'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my purse. What? <laughs> and there was a shot of it when she sort of went and looked over the water, and she was standing there in the foreground, and the background of the shot was obviously blurred. And I was waiting for it to sort of shift focus to the background and reveal, you know, that it was uh, Coast City or um, uh, which they have teased in in Arrow, uh, which is the home of Greenland, I think, Um, or something. Another like just a little Easter egg for another another hero. But they, I don't know, they didn't do that, which is fine. But then it's like, hang on, you kind of left her there, and then the episode ended with you back. And like, why couldn't you carry her back? Is she just going to have a nice lobster dinner on the seaside by herself? And go, he's like, I paid for it. Yeah, best date ever, you know. <laughs> All right, Arrow. Oh, I've I'm, arrived. Finally. I was so excited, so <laughs> deeply excited when it said, previously on The Flash and Arrow. Yes! yes! <laughs> Boom! And you know me, I get distracted when I watch these shows. I like to watch them while I'm doing other things. And uh, I was cooking dinner at the time. And it's previously on the flash narrow, and I went, whoa, hang on a second. You dropped some crystal glasses. (laughs) Smash. Yeah, that really grabbed my attention. That was cool. And then I was so disappointed. All it was (laughs) was just to basically fix up the mistake that we spoke of a few weeks ago that uh, about Diggle's baby. Yeah, and see, I made a bold prediction last week, if you listened to the show, even if you haven't, that because of the flash changing the timeline, Diggle now has a son and not a daughter, and they can't just willy-nilly explain that away in Arrow that Diggle would die and then we would never have to see his child again. They wouldn't have to explain it, but viewers of The Flash would know and, and Arrow yet, fans... And yet they did willy-nilly explain it away. See, they threw it away in in, in the previously of And after about 10 minutes, I, I wrote down, I'm like, are they seriously going to explain the change from Sarah Diggle to John Jr. Diggle in a flashback sequel or in a previously on... And that, for lack of a better word, I think is disrespectful to the Arrow fans who don't watch Flash. Couldn't agree more. And some people who watch TV miss the first five seconds or they're getting ready. Oh, quick, it's on. Sit down. They might miss that bit. I mean, these are 22, 23 episode seasons. You can get away with missing an episode or two throughout, and probably not in the back half, but early on when it's villain of the week type stuff. Yeah. You could forgive yourself if you forgot to tune in one week and then feel like, oh, well, they'll explain everything I need to know. What if you missed last week? I know it was only the first or second episode, but still, you come in this week, it's like, oh, by the way, he's got a do- uh, son now, not a daughter. It's like, what? How yeah. does that even happen? Yeah, mm. and, and an episode that's all about trust. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost our trust. How <laughs> ironic. Yeah. yeah. Terry, what did you think? Any thoughts, any notes from the episode before I no, get to how I much I loved it? No, I forgot to take it? notes. You know, I made this big thing that I was going to take notes in my Doctor Who notebook, and yes. I completely forgot. Um, oh. And... Speaking of forgetting, I actually can't remember much of the episode. Well, that's okay, because I can bring you back up to speed if (laughs) you'd like. Or Mitch, maybe you, because I should wait, you know, because I'm a bit excited. You just want to spew with excitement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I texted Terry last night, because I only finally watched it last night, and I texted her and said, I've watched it. She's like, oh, I I, I can't remember. And I have just went, new team, um, uh, Diggle's in jail, and what was the last thing? The super... Strength guy, yeah, super strength guy, the super, whatever the case was, you know, superhuman bad guy, and she's like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sort but of forgetting the nuance. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me I can explain it, but I can't. You should, you should. Come on, come on. 
All right, okay. So, uh, first of all, I want to talk about the flashbacks. I think this season they're working better than they've been working in previous seasons. I think they've been ramming it down our throats a little bit much. Like, oh, we're flashing back to this because of this. And it's just been a bit obvious. Yeah. Um, I I find this working a bit smoother. I'm not sure if it's because I'm excited about the Russian connection and flashbacks or whether it's just being done better. I actually thought the flashbacks were more obvious this season so far. Oh, okay. Yeah, because something will happen in the Russian flashback and virtually the same thing will then happen in, you know, today's... No, oh, see, I definitely found they did that last week with the whole ringing the bell thing, but I actually wrote that down. Probably what you were saying, Ben, was that the flashbacks are good at the moment because seemingly nothing... They don't have anything to do with what's currently happening, which last season was definitely the case like it was a parallel story just set five years apart which really pissed us off I know all of us it didn't the season as a whole but that but this so far he's you know joining Bratford to get revenge on this other Russian guy right now he's facing no one's Russian in the show in the present day storyline so far as we know so it's eventually going to they're going to join up is and he? you're going to realise but until then it's it's like we're watching two different seasons at once is, is the guy he's trying to kill a guy that was in charge of what happened on the island yeah I'm slowly trying to remember all yeah. that because it was all season 4 stuff and I've honestly just because his friend the girl it. she died yeah right and I think she might have said something when she was dying like yes. this guy's the yes. and it's got the name Constantine it's not John Constantine is it no they threw out that name last week and I got mm. or whenever it was and I got it's, excited but it's not him is it's, it no, trying no, to kill? no I don't think he's coming back into it yet unfortunately yeah, I'm not sure why they would choose the same name and it's such a unique name yeah if, if it's not the same just character, to get us excited maybe yeah. maybe <laughs> What what I thought was a bit overt and maybe was a bit clunky was the reveal of Mr. Terrific. Is that his name? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I just was a bit like, oh, what's what's on your jacket? Oh, this is because of this guy. It was just a bit, I don't know. Yeah, I felt that too. And and not only that, because everyone else was sort of otherwise going out and playing clothes when they when they had finally got out in the field, which they've been fighting to do for three episodes now and for uh, and for this whole episode itself. And all of a sudden it cuts to him and he's got a painted face. And I'm like, whoa, when the shit did this happen? Like, <laughs> and what happened to his hair? Yeah, well, that, did that too. Did that down? Because it was back. And yeah. I, I thought, wow, he shaved his head. Yeah. But no, it's somehow part of it. Yeah. It was like they needed it to happen. Now they, it's like, oh, shit, did, did, did we set this up in episodes one and two? No. All right, shove it all in the five minutes sort of lead into this big end fight scene. But uh, on the fight scenes, actually, and just the way this, this show opened, I know that we've been teasing it for the last couple of weeks, how it's getting back to the roots of the violent days of season one. When we open up and he's chasing this guy on a rooftop or whatever and Felicity's making all of his minions watch and go... Conveniently, it's they're surrounded by security cameras, sure. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to make a DVD so they can take it home and study it like a football team. <laughs> okay, that's called evidence, people, when he gets arrested, okay? That is evidence 101. He'll be in jail for 100 years. But, you know, he strings that guy up. He, you know, arrows him through the chest or whatever. He arrows him, uh, you know, and, and, and starts pushing him towards the ledge. And he's like, tell me the name of your supplier. Oh, I can't tell you that. He'll kill me. He's like, what do you think I'm going to do? And I love that line because that's what bad guys always say to good guys in these shows and movies is, I can't do that. I can't tell you what you need to know because someone will hurt me. It's like, are you what? This guy's hurting you now. But Arrow from season three and four might not have killed this guy. I know that season five Arrow might actually stab this guy enough to kill him. 
yeah. then of course at the end he goes I can't guarantee you'll walk away from this I'm not going to kill you but I don't know what's going to happen to you and lets him fall upside down yep. down at least what two or three stories yeah awesome cool. <laughs> <laughs> again we don't want to promote death the, and violence not for the guy but awesome <laughs> <laughs> and how much is Wild Dog oh, I don't know he's either annoying me or it's brilliant how much of a parallel they're making between Oliver and him and their demeanour. He's annoying. You're on the annoyed camp? I'm on the annoyed, yep. Okay. Really annoying. I find myself always sympathising as a default with the main characters, so I guess annoying, but at the same time I'm starting to see it his way because it's not like he's a bad guy that Oliver's trying to bring around to the good side. He is trying to do good, he's just not doing it the way that Oliver wants, but he, he is doing it for the right reasons, so I kind of see it his way at the same time. Except he's the reason why there was a bad super bad guy in the first place. Well, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he <laughs> definitely he made that little boo-boo. F***ed up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why do you have to swear? Why do you have to take it to the gutter? <laughs> Messed up. I have nothing much else to bring to the table, so that's really? all I've got. <laughs> all right, well, maybe you've got a good memory, Terry. Maybe you can help me, or except for with this whole entire episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but usually you do. Think back a couple of episodes... We went to the apartment where Felicity's now living with her new boyfriend. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Is he the district attorney? Is that the same guy? No, he works at the police station, I think. I, I think we saw him last week. Is, is, I think I think, I, yeah. I think when the DA came into it or ADA came into it in this episode, he, he they do look strikingly similar and similar to Thea's boyfriend from last season and a little bit similar to, to uh, Roy. Yeah. Uh, Red Arrow. All these guys, it's a CW. They all look exactly the guy. Well, you got to look good. Um, I thought it was the same guy because when he burst in, I thought, who's this guy? And then I was trying to think if we, the audience, should know who he is. Have we been introduced to him before? And I thought maybe it was the, it was the boyfriend who we got just a sneak peek of. And if it's not the boyfriend, Where's the boyfriend? And what was the point of that scene, showing that she's in there with a boyfriend? Yeah, I think we do get the the, uh, the the tease of the boyfriend at the start of this episode, who's there waiting. He set off a fake alarm to give Arrow some help. And I'm like, hang on, you guys have never met before. You're, you're wanting to help him. I don't trust you. It's this sort of show. He is Felicity's new boyfriend. He's probably going to end up being bad. Oh, you know, that's just the way about that yeah, bit. Right? So he, he gives him the help at the start, and then... Ten minutes later, we're introduced to the new assi- uh, assistant district attorney. Who, yeah, from what I took in my slightly di- uh, distracted, you know, way of watching the show, Cleaning they are two di- they, tea towel in hand. They are two different characters. I was making dinner. I didn't clean up until watching Legends. Obviously, <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, I know no, that's a lie. That's a lie. I didn't do that either. But um, yeah, um, yeah. W- watch this space. It's a bit like Draco Malfoy in uh, in the Flash. Watch this space. They they seem good right now, but there's something shifty about them. Definitely. Yeah. Somebody has to be bad. Thea was a bit bad. She messed up a little bit. Oh, that was so obvious when it she did it really too. It really was. Yeah. yeah was like, so oh, predictable. This is going to turn bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then she goes up to the journal at the end and goes, you manipulated me. And I'm like, you you basically told her to. Yeah, exactly. And I then she like, was all feral again at the end too. Which was great, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I like to think of myself, I would manipulate someone. But when Thea explained it, oh, it's actually my fault. And I'm like, well, I know what I'd do in that situation. I'd manipulate the hell out of you right now. And actually go, no, it's her fault, not the mayor. Who's really running the show? Which is exactly what she did. It's like, you're an idiot. And even Oliver didn't sympathize with her. He didn't say... I know you tried your best. He's like, Thea, seriously. And didn't even tell her when she goes, I'm going to re- resign. Right away, he didn't say, don't be drastic. It's sort of like, well, 
we'll, we'll sit on this for a little while, you know. Yeah. What was interesting is how aggressive she got at the end, and I'm thinking, yeah, that chick's probably just going to go, bitch, I'll take you on. Look at the size of you. Look at the size of me. <laughs> Meanwhile, Thea could kill her with her pinky. Well, we also saw the uh, the origin of the scars. Like he's always had those horrible scars on his back, and oh, I just yeah. I think by this stage I just I'd forgotten about them. And like he's been in enough fights, but it's because of the Brightbird. It's his That's initiation right. process to come yeah. and get cut by these guys, but to trust that they're not going to kill him with his back turned. So that was kind of fun. Also another little throwback because that was such a big thing about what's gone on with this guy for the past five years when they brought him back in season one. So it's like, all right, these are fresh scars, you know, and it's not got nothing to do with the island. So that was really cool. But yeah, like the, I guess now the team is together. There is a new team, Arrow. They've all went on a mission together. Are we Are we happy with that? Because no. Mm-mm. No, I no. Just don't. Feel, that's the only thing with this season. And I guess it's a big thing with this season. Oh, the fact that Diggle's in jail and he's what he's imagining seeing Deadshot. Well, hallucinating well. for yeah, sure. This- Which I did, I was totally shocked. I went, oh, yeah. Me too. Since when does Diggle? He's losing it. Like, he didn't cop any head trauma. I mean, he got punched no. a few times, but th- in this show, that's nothing. Like, there was no build up to him. Like, that should have been the most obvious thing in the world is that, well, we know he's hallucinating, but. But he doesn't why know that. Is, yeah, and you there's know, no why. No, other than just like he's blaming himself. He feels him. bad. He's yeah. got the guilt. But, but they that, explain that after. It's sort of yeah. like he was sane up until the point where he says, I feel like I should be punished. And then, it, and then afterwards they pay it off by saying, oh, by the way, he's been hallucinating. Because in this show, if a guy who seemingly died two seasons ago shows up again, you really don't bat an eyelid. No, no one dies in these shows. Like, oh yeah, yeah, cool, he's alive. Yeah, whatever. And I, kind of, I thought, you know what? They used that character and used their Suicide Squad a couple of years ago to sort of test the interest in the waters of the fans when they bring out Suicide Squad the movie this year. Everyone obviously really responded to Harley Quinn and Deadshot. So bang, put the character of Deadshot back into Arrow and maybe reinsert him. But then they end up that he's. He's no, he's still dead. He's not coming back. So I wonder if they regret that. And this is their way of just sort of paying off the character, saying thanks for your time or whatnot. But anyway, Diggle's obviously still wrestling with uh, killing Andy, his mm. brother. Is that enough? I mean, of course, that's a big thing to us, or to me at least, it would be a big thing. But to Diggle, it's sort of seen, and it's been such so. a long time since it's happened as yep. well for him to now start hallucinating. Yeah, I, I thought it was. Odd. Yeah, very odd. And he wants to stay in jail as his penance of, yep. for killing Andy. Yeah. And getting back to the original question, what do we think of the new team? I don't really like the new team at all. Mm. No. So I'm, I want Diggle to come back. So mm. I don't want Diggle. You mentioned last week, Mitch, that Diggle's going to die or could die. I don't want that to happen. I want Diggle back on the team. No, I think now that they've teased to the Arrow audience that he has a son and it's because of Reason Flash... Uh, yeah, my I, I'm, I'm I wish I hadn't bet money on that last week. You yeah, know, because I I just I don't I don't see that happening. If he does die, it's not going to be because. But they also it helps that showed reason. his his wife in that yep. episode too, and I think if they were going to kill him off, would they have yeah. brought her into the episode as well? Yeah. yeah. Either way, next week's going to be a kick-ass episode. Arrow's breaking Diggle out of jail. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's Arrow break too. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait. So, is that going to be the gateway for him to get back on the team? I or hope is, so. Or is he just get, or he's going to go away like he's he's messed up and Lila says at the end, oh, we've got him, but we're going to have to take him away. And we don't see him for the rest of the season. Yeah, you're right. I mean, how do they explain that guy just reinserting himself into civilization? And Or does he just live in Arrow Cave and just go on vigilante missions? I don't know. Yeah. 
fingers crossed for Diggle coming back. <laughs> well, you said before they um, he gets hit in the head a lot and all the rest of it, and it's just um, you know things that happen. That was one of the bits that I wanted to touch on that I I mentioned earlier. How they this week have addressed some of those things that we always pick out and go, oh yeah, but come on, he would have broke his arm, mm-hmm. and yet now we see. Uh, Oliver sitting there nursing his arm. His face is fine. Yeah, of course. Of, of course. He's got to be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> but his arm, and he just says, oh, yeah, par for the course. So I like that little insert just for us to go, you know what? Yeah, he does get battered and bruised. Cool, yeah. now I'll move on from all that. We don't need to see him battered and bruised all the time, but just that little bit was nice. I yeah. liked that. Just make it obvious they're not invincible. Even if they're just invincible above the neck, Below the next different story. <laughs> That's right. And the other funny bit I, I liked, which is is kind of similar, is when they were going down to the bunker and one of them said, oh, so if this is a secret, what about all the workers that built the elevator? What did you tell them, them this was that for? That was good. And yeah. Oliver just went, eh. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, finally. <laughs> Some of our obvious questions. <laughs> yeah, very funny, very funny. Um... It's Curtis, right? Is that his name? Yes. Yeah. He is trying to be funny. Is he succeeding? No. I think he needs to stick to being the IT guy. I I think just one of them. Oh, you don't want... They're they're two the same character, really. Oh, okay. See, I liked how they worked together. They do work well together, but I think when they um, converse with the rest of the show, uh, I think it's too much to have two of the same character. Okay. I don't know. The one gag that I think hit the mark was when um, he said, suit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I thought we all did that. That was actually quite well-timed. The yeah. rest of them were just... And I'm not saying it's it's necessarily his fault. I, I, get, I agree with you two that maybe there's just too much of that with both of them in the same room at the same time. I thought the episode was better than last the week before, but it still had a bit of a meh quality to oh, it. Oh, no, not meh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, that's no good. Mitch? Yeah, I think the bits that I liked about it, the, the old school, the action stuff, the flashback stuff, um, it it definitely elevated the episode to much better than, than week two. Um, but again, I go back to what I said last week, just baby steps working their way away from season four. Episode one and three, very, very good so far. Uh, episode two, let's just leave that behind. But um, it's good, and I'm really looking forward to next week, this whole prison break thing. It's going to be that great. That should be good fun. Ah, yeah. oh, yes, it's time for the legends. Wow. Yeah. Do you I have mean, some notes? You've just opened up to a whole no, 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 new page. No, 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 I haven't. But the blue, I've, as again, I've written far more notes than, uh, the, than for this show than I have on, on any other. Is but that I, the entire synopsis of the show? <laughs> of the show. It's the entire script, actually. Um, now, I might have to duck off. Can I just raise my biggest concern about this episode? I don't want to jump sh- straight to the end. Okay, I won't jump straight to the end, but following on what we said last week, Mike Ross from Suits is back! Because <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When we saw him at the end of our season, he was just another good-looking actor that was on this show. I have no idea who that bloke was. You guys got excited. I have no idea. By the time he comes around, I'm like, oh, shit, he's back. Oh, I mean, Not right- that he did much. No, I know. He, he wasn't in any of the uh, fight scenes. I know. It's, I think it's part of his contract. He didn't even have to be in any scenes outside. It was literally he was in a set and probably filmed in a day or two all of his stuff. So uh, that that's that's one point. But it, it does go towards my overall thing at the end, which is, okay, Legends as a whole contradicts the time travel laws that The Flash sets up and establishes and even breaks itself. 
But Legends, as its own show, contradicts itself and its own rules. And so, under the title, subtitle of my notes, more time travel messes. Now, we assumed last <laughs> week that the 1942, the, the bomb that went off, that that, uh, that Dr. Nate Haywood, the new character, comes in and said, it's a glitch in time. Yeah. It's happened, but it didn't happen before. Um, that was changed because it was brought on by Reverse Flash going back and affecting things. Like, essentially, our Reverse Flash has gone back, and yeah. he's caused the ripple. Yet, at the end, he grabs uh, Mike Ross. I forget his actual name, and I know that you hate this, but you can forgive this me. This one's Mike... acceptable. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> reverse Flash breaks in that final scene, picks up Mike Ross, pins him against the wall. Now, of course, Mike Ross says to him, I don't even know who you are. He goes, I don't know, we've met before several times, and the last time that we met, you, screw you found out my plan to... I, I don't even know what the plan was. He said, you found out the my plan. The A-bomb. It was the yeah. A-bomb. Okay, yeah. I thought I was just imagining that. You found out the plans for the A-bomb and you... I think, at least. Yeah. And then, you know, you essentially you stopped it or you went and you told the legends to blah, 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 and it eventually fixed that. It stopped that from happening. And then he said, uh, Mike Ross goes, oh, and you killed me. He goes, no, I erased you from the timeline. Now, Reverse Flash is the one that taught us at the beginning of The Flash... The oh, fact yeah. that the reverse flash exists after season one, the finale, he st can still exist despite his ancestor being killed because he exists outside of his own time. You know, he's come back from the future. Yeah. So because he exists outside of his own timeline, killing his ancestors or whatnot isn't going to affect him. Now, Mike Ross, from 1942, when we first met him and then soon bef um, bef after he was erased, what we find out in this episode, was killed in 2016. He's existing outside of his own time, yet Reverse Flash can go and just and kill him from the timeline. But now, as we see in this final scene, current Reverse Flash is killing Mike Ross before he's found out the plans of the A bomb, and then warning the legends to go. Sorry, mate. I've got. I've glazed. You Sorry. I've glazed over. I'm actually. I'm so, I, I know I'm gibbering on, but it's because I'm watching this going. What are you doing? Not you, to mention that he also, just in a couple of episodes ago, told Barry, don't mess with the timeline, otherwise stuff will uh, unravel. Yeah, that, that could or be... Or don't a, you mess with it, Yeah, I it's like, I'm a villain. Don't, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Because that's just going to play on Barry's mind. Yeah. Because Reverse Flash might screw something up, but if Barry, don't, don't try and fix it, because you might screw it up more. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt that that was... That contradicted... Part of the its own scene, part of the, the episode, contradictions. contradicted the contradictions <laughs> from this series that contradicts the Flash. Yeah, whatever. I watch this show almost as its own entity, separate from the rest of the DC TV universe, because it breaks so many rules. I I kind of have to, and because its tone is so different, like it's so much more fun and and comicy than even the Flash and even Supergirl. While we call it fluffy. I, that's it's sort of meant to be. I'm okay with its fluffiness, and it, it exists outside of Arrow and Flash anyway. So I kind of have to watch Legends as its own thing. But I mean, I still very much enjoy the episode. It was fun with all this time travel stuff going on in the JSA, and the fact that it's Mike Ross, but now he's not coming back anymore because he's actually still contracted to Suits or whatever. I don't know. I'm still up to season four of Suits. Anything could happen. <laughs> he may not be in there. Exactly right. So, <laughs> Mitch, I understand we're under some time constraints, so we'll just quickly run around. Ter Terry, what what are, you, what are your thoughts about this week's episode? I actually really enjoyed this week's episode. What happened that made you enjoy it? <laughs> I can't remember. Do you know how much alcohol I've had since I've watched it? Oh, my God. <laughs> not even on the... Not even during... But since. since. <laughs> wow. I just thought it was a lot more fun 
And I think it was the fact that Mike Ross was in it that I got super excited. I liked there was a Back to Future reference. Oh, that was awesome. Um, that was cool. <laughs> and I actually sat there and I said to my husband, Jason, oh, my God, Ben's going to lose his shit. Um, uh, which I did. I thought you would. <laughs> Watch me for the changes. <laughs> Try to keep up. So, yeah. <laughs> that was cool. Um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was good fun. Yeah. Although, does that mean that Mike Ross, you know, there was the big reveal at the end of last season and he's already, like, dead. Well, maybe, as Mitch said, he's not allowed to be on the show. It'd be interesting to read, but, of course, <laughs> I won't because I don't want spoilers. <laughs> so that's not going to happen. I'm not going to read ahead. Um, what did we think of the JSA? I'm confused. As I said to Mitch before the chat, I'm confused. You've got the Justice Society of America and you have Justice League. And other than the fact there's different characters, why are there two? I don't actually get that. Well, maybe that'll be explained in future episodes, but let, can we talk about what's the girl's name and that outfit she's wearing? Which one? In the, the JSA. The one with the star, the blue stars? The like, one, yeah. The one. <laughs> There's no other one. I don't actually remember what her name was. I just remember the other one, the one um, that she channels the, the animals and we were oh, like, yeah, oh my God, that's the chick from Arrow, oh, but it's not actually go. the same chick from Arrow, is it? I, which chick? Do you remember in our, like, uh, was it last season or maybe even the season before she had um, a, a medallion that she wore oh, and yes. then she channeled the animals? <gasps> and then, of course, oh, she's actually from the, the JSA. Is that the same medallion passed down? It must be. Oh, yeah. So wow. That was, that's what I was more focused on than the, the chick in the blue star costume. And she, well, she was hot too, so <laughs> yeah, they're all hot. Um, I liked the Back to the Future reference, and I, well, there was the one, the obvious one when he was on stage, but when the thing disappeared from around the his neck. The dog tags, yeah. I was waiting for his arm to start disappearing. <laughs> but it didn't happen. That was cool. So, what did you think of this episode overall, Terry? I actually thought out of all the four episodes. So do you remember last week I thought it w went downhill in yeah. the order? I actually think it was the reverse this time. Wow. So I, I think I enjoyed Legends more than all of them. And Arrow was a close second. Followed by Flash? And the, Yeah, and then Supergirl. Yeah, it kind of went backwards. So Supergirl is rubbish this week? I thought so. Just had a few too many inconsistencies and fluffy bits. Yeah. Well, and I'm enough. still waiting for Linda Carter. So, you know, You'll then it will go up to number one again. <laughs> disappointed until that bit. Pretty much. Yeah, I kind of agree. I thought it's so funny because Legends last year, we were like, please be cancelled. <laughs> so please bad. be cancelled. It's so bad. I think most of it was to do with the this, the story arc of Vandal Savage just taking so long yep. to get through. Because now I've got to agree, I loved it. And Arrow, of course, I loved Arrow as well. <laughs> um, Supergirl and Flash. Ah, oh, I don't know. Can I tie? Can we tie them? You can tie. All right. You can cool. do whatever you want. <laughs> so, Mitch, um, all right, do you want to do your wrap-up of this episode? Which one won for the week for you? <sighs> Arrow, I think. Yes. <laughs> I honestly don't really know how to split them uh, across the week. I think maybe the Flash is... I I can't even remember now even what I said 25, 30 minutes ago, but I think The Flash for me was probably the weakest of the week, but only just. Like, I think it's pretty evenly matched. For the first time in three weeks, these shows are all pretty evenly matched, but Arrow took a step up from last week, and Legends had even more going on, surprisingly, that, um, 
maybe it was a sec. I don't know. It's it's Arrow and then everything else sort of sharing second spot, I guess. I don't know. Awesome. All right. Until next week, Mitch, where can we find all of this gear? All the Get Into Geek stuff, getintogeek.com, our podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us up on socials, uh, Get Into Geek on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can drop us an email as well if you want us to cover off anything in particular. You want to explain it in more detail, like my Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> recaps, uh, get into geek at gmail.com. Of course, we've got uh, a Doctor Strange review going up uh, later in the week, a spoilers review as well, once that movie has uh, officially come out and people have got a chance to see it, and uh, plenty of other stuff going on, as well as we've got our uh, side channel, Get Into Gate, for any Stargate fans, go hit up Get Into Gate on uh, the socials and uh, SoundCloud and iTunes as well. Hashtag better without Jack O'Neill. All right, <laughs> oh. until next week. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> GetIntoGeek.com